The Fantasy Basketball Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head over to betterfantasy.com backslash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com backslash SGPN. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io backslash SGPN. That's SoBet. Dot io backslash sgpn and of course don't forget to download the sgpn app your home for all of our free picks and podcasts hello and welcome into the fantasy basketball podcast presented by the sports gambling podcast network i'm your host justin bruni joining me as always is my co-host steve and how are we doing sir good evening hello what's going on how's everyone doing Hey, doing well, doing well. Ready for uh, another week of basketball here. We're getting down to the wire. I think it's uh, week 16 now, if that uh, sounds about right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, week 16. Got about uh, you know four or five weeks left of the regular season, depending on your league. Uh, I'm looking good on both ends. I got a couple of leagues, and I'm right in first place in both. But I am, or in my category league, I am slipping. I, I've lost three of my last weeks, and they've all been five to four, five to four, five to four. Got to get, got to get uh, turn around here before we hit the playoffs. Definitely. Uh, I don't know if we talked about on the show. Uh, we got to give a round of applause to uh, Andrew Wiggins for being named an All Star Game starter. Love to see it. Not sure how it happened. Not sure how it happened. He's on my fantasy team. I've been a pre- very appreciative of the just stat collecting, <laughs> you know, with with Golden State with Andrew Wiggins. I was telling someone the other day, you know, his production. When I look at the just the box score, I was like, man, this is like, this is exactly what I envision Michael Porter Jr. to do when he's fully healthy. You know, just like mm-hmm. racking double digit points. You know, getting over the twenty digit mark every now and again handful of rebounds, assists, blocks, steals, like, you know, that's kind of what I expect out of him. Getting Andrew Wiggins at this level has been pretty crazy. Um, I have him in a points-based league, and, you know, in his last three games, he's gone over 40 points, 48, 51, and 40. So, yeah, he's he's been uh, he's been having a nice season, but, you know, the all-star situation, I don't know. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't get that. I mean, I don't know. A lot of people watch the Golden State Warriors, so, you know, this we're, NBA's a worldwide brand. It's you know, it's just it's just not the states, you know. So when they draw in those um, you know, those big numbers, Golden State being at the top of the league, you know, you're gonna get those extra casual fans, you know, going the going the, that way for the underdog players like that. So I don't know. Hey, uh, you know, shout out to Andrew Wiggins. He, he made it in the All Star game. Good for him, right? Got to be a nice little uh, little bonus coming his way. And you know, do you think Andrew Wiggins is gonna be on the the Warriors uh, in the years to come, or do you think uh, he's gonna be a trade ship this season or this off season? I should say. I'd say a year ago, I would have thought he was just going to be a trade chip um, for them. But now I think he's kind of found a role there. Um, obviously, we haven't really seen 
everyone healthy at one time. Clay's right, back right. now, but Draymond's out. Right. Um, so it'll be interesting. But I, I think he might have played himself onto the roster for a little bit while for a little while longer. Yeah, it'll be inter- interesting offseason to see what they do with him. Uh, but yeah, having a nice little season. Don't hate having him on my fantasy team, that's for sure. All right, in this episode, we're going to be going over some injury updates and some fantasy takes to go right along with them. Uh, are these players you know, on the waiver wire? Can we buy them, sell them if they're not, if they're on our team or someone else's team? And then we're going to be rolling through some trending ads and drops off the waiver wire. Uh, first up here, we're going over some injury updates. We've got DeMarcus Cousins. I'm not sure if he is in or out tonight versus the Jazz, but he has been dealing with a right foot sprain. Uh, been out at least one game here. He just joined the Denver Nuggets not too long ago. He made his first start with them on the 23rd of January. And, you know, while the minutes haven't been, you know, great, the production has been pretty solid for the minimal amount of time that he's uh, that he's been on the court. Steve, would you be looking to add to Marcus Cousins as long as he gets right, gets healthy? Or, you know, even in a deeper league, would you be looking to add him prior to him coming back? I mean, we may very well get him back this evening up against uh, the Jazz, but uh, still waiting final confirmation. Yeah, right now, I'm not necessarily rushing to the waiver wire. Um, Right foot sprain for him, um, obviously being as big as he has and some of the injuries he's had in the past. um, Mm -hmm. I I don't love this here. He's been very held to limited minutes with different clubs uh, Mm -hmm. just because they don't want to push him, you know, roll him out completely um, because that hasn't fared well for him. So right now I'm going to hold off. Uh, let's see what, let's see what happens with this injury. And then uh, look at this down the line. Yeah. Let's try to get an update on him. Doesn't look like there's uh, any movement on his uh, availability this evening against the jazz. I mean, I think he's a, definitely a top of the watch list. I mean, when you look at this oh, rotation, yeah. You know, Jeff Green, you know, Jeff Green has started 34 games for the Nuggets this season. You can't tell me there's some opportunity for Cousins here. You got uh, Nene there, but he's kind of a younger uh, big man. He's only about 21 years old. And then Jermichael Green and DeMarcus Cousins, they're both 31 years old. You know, what I see from Cousins in the limited amount of time, you know, in this last uh, in his last appearance, not in the last game, but in his last appearance, he had 12 minutes, made four, th- four free throws in that time. That means he got to the line. He, he was being aggressive and trying to get some points up, had six points. Seven rebounds, two assists, a steal, and a block. He also had two turnovers in you know twelve minutes, which probably isn't great. You know, you got a little bit more discipline <laughs> with the ball there, uh, D'Lo or Dicas. But uh, the game before that, thirteen minutes, thirteen points, six boards. Again, had three turnovers, not great. You kind of see where I'm going with this here. Like he's turning the ball over a lot, but mm-hmm. you know when he's getting in there, he's getting touches, he's getting rebounds, he's getting the ball up. I mean, I, I feel like you know this could be a nice little little ad to sail you off into the playoffs or to maybe bring you home a little extra production in the playoffs because like i said what, what are they getting out of these guys like jeff green's not putting up amazing numbers Nene's uh, not putting up anything great jermichael green isn't you know they're they're flexing in aaron gordon to the power forward position whenever they can of course Jokic is going to eat a lot of production down there but still I, I don't know i feel like he's a nice little stash i know steve you like to bring up the watch list i think he should be at the top of the watch list he's only four percent ro- yeah, he's only 4% rostered right now on Yahoo platform. So more than likely, he's going to be available for a little bit. Um, see what see what happens tonight up against the Jazz. You know, check out that action. If he's in, maybe get a little bit more of a, a little, little bit of a better scouting report, another eval on the minutes, and we, we kind of pivot from there. All right, next up, we've got uh, D'Angelo Russell of the Minnesota Timberwolves. What's going on with him, Steve? Uh, so I think it was about a week ago now. Um, he left the game with a uh, shin injury. 
Um, he was questionable last night. I don't know. Did he get in? I don't think so. No, he did not play yesterday on the first versus Denver. So he has missed now three straight games. Yeah, so he's gonna he's gonna be missing some time. I don't know how much more. We haven't really heard much from the Timberwolves. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, if you could buy low on him right now, um, you can kind of pencil him in for twenty points a night. I, I oh, like yeah. what this Timberwolves team has done this year, um, and him being a key contributor to, the, to that uh, mm-hmm. alongside alongside Cat um, Anthony Edwards. So I like D'Angelo Russell. If you can get him at any discount right now. Um, yeah, go grab him. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, he's put up about 1,450 or so fantasy points this season. Even with him missing these last couple of games, he's still uh, number 62 in total production in the NBA. So it's going to take a bit for you know some other players to catch up you know, as far as, you know, all the points, all the rebounds, the assists, you know, everything that he's put in so far this season, you know, so I really like him as a buy because when he's playing, he's probably closer to like that top, like 50 to 55 range. So yeah, I mean, whatever you could move for for him right now, I would absolutely be interested in um, any players that uh, come to mind specifically. Mm. For him straight up, if you uh, can move, whatever, well, whatever who, who can, do you got in mind? Um, I was thinking maybe like a combo, maybe like, um, I mean, I wouldn't hate like Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony straight up. If you could do that, if it was dynasty, maybe you could pop in a pick, um, but maybe like Carmelo Anthony and, and another player, maybe like, um, I don't like Patty Mills. I wouldn't hate that. I mean, these guys are kind of, they're not waiver wire guys, but they're not, you know, peaks players, you know, they're, they're, they're valleys mostly. Yeah, I could, I could see that for sure. Especially in Dynasty, throwing some picks. um, So it doesn't really cost you too much for this year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's obviously going to be a little more costly in Dynasty, though, being at uh, just 25 years old, kind of, you know, coming into his own still. You know, the the production has been going up throughout the years. But uh, yeah, I could probably, I feel like I could think of somebody else that's maybe a little bit better, like Kelly Oubre Jr., maybe. Um, I know that we're going to talk about Dennis Schroeder. He would be another good one. Lord, if you could move any of the Knicks guards, like yeah. Alec Burks or Derek Rose is coming back, maybe you could work something in with like, you know, like an injured for an injured player, you know, like, hey, you know, I got to wait for your guy to get back. Maybe you wait for my guy to get back. And I also toss you in, you know, one of those names I gave you, like a, you know, Mello and D Rose for, for D-Lo. I, I could do something like that, maybe. Yeah. If you could flip anyone from that Knicks front court, I mean, do it, you know, get it, get them out of there right away. Yeah, we'll be talking about Derrick Rose, uh, talking him up here in a minute as well, uh, as far as injuries are concerned. Uh, so next up, we've got uh, Draymond Green of the Golden State Warriors, uh, talking about them a little bit here already. Uh, not really sure of a timetable for his return, but I do suspect it's going to be in our fantasy playoffs or maybe in the last week or so of our regular season. Would that be enough to target him in a trade to like really try to get in low? I mean, if you look at his numbers... You know, eight points a game, seven and a half rebounds, seven and a half assists. These are great numbers, you know, when he's available. But, you know, if you have the available roster spot to give up, you know, is this something that you'd be willing to do? Maybe if you're either way ahead or you know, way behind, maybe in a keeper league or dynasty? I, I think really you'd have to be that team who's kind of just barreling through everyone. You knocked your draft out of the park um, mm-hmm. and you're just trying to get something that's really – that's going to help you down the line in the playoffs uh, just because I don't think that right now the Warriors are going to be pushing him to get back anytime soon. They're right. on fire. Um, so I don't think there's a push for him to do that. 
Um, he's aging, aging vet. So I think, yeah, let him get the rest he can be healthy for the playoffs where for them, they're going to be there. Um, so I would only do this if you're just kind of completely, completely demolishing your league right now. And mm. this is, you know, that seven, seven, seven is going to help you a lot come semifinals finals time. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you brought up a good point. The, the Warriors don't need to rush him back. You know, Kaminga has been playing pretty well out of Porter's been doing well in some spot starts. Uh, so yeah, they, they've got a lot of, a um, lot of pieces there that they're, they're, they're getting the best out of, uh, Kevon Looney as well. He's been playing really, um, really solid at that five spot. You know, we mentioned, I think it was either last week or the episode before where you know, the Warriors came out and said, Hey, we're, we're so confident in Looney. We're just, you know, foregoing searching for, you know, any big men, you know, at the trade deadline. So seems like they're pretty solid with what they're working with right now. I would probably not target Draymond just because in my situations, like I'm just, I'm ahead, but I'm not that far ahead. You know, I mentioned in one league, you know, I've lost three weeks in a row, but I'm still right there. Just like just edging out the, the person behind me. So like in that spot, not so much. And then in another spot, you know, like I'm in first place. I have a, a decent point advantage in a points based league, but you know, the one game behind me is the next guy. You know, the person behind him is just one game behind. So, you know, when it comes down to it and you're trying to get, you know, those guaranteed payouts of the regular season, you know, every little bit matters. So mm-hmm. uh, I I just wouldn't be able to forego it, just especially with how wild and rocky, you know, this season's been with adding and dropping players, COVID, injuries, the whole bag. Definitely. All right, next up. Next up, we've got uh, Miles Turner of the Indianapolis Pacers. Any idea when he's going to be uh, getting back on the court, Steve? I believe he was getting uh, re-examined either today or tomorrow, so we haven't heard anything at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, from what I've heard, it has looked positive in him okay. getting back on the court. Yeah, I was hearing sometime after the uh, after the break. Right now, Rotowire has his estimated return as two eleven. How accurate that's going to be, I can't say, but that would be. Right after the deadline, I think the deadline right. is next Thursday, the tenth. Yep, that is correct. Yeah. yeah, so it would be right after the deadline. Man, I would just love to buy him now. You know, while, while the narrative is just really low, he's not playing. You know, and then he just gets on another team. I, that's, I mean, this oh is the God. perfect storm right now. Injured player can buy low on him. He's still even going to be injured come the deadline, and then he can wind up on a new team ready to go. Cool. I feel like I feel like I could give up like week sixteen, just say like fuck it, like I can do this, you know. I'll move, I'll move somebody for him. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely try to come up with some some names here, uh, but yeah, I mean, you try to flip them for sing them for sing somebody a song for him, whatever it is. Whether it's another you know player getting ready to come back from injury, someone that's trending right now, and yeah, he gets on a new team and just takes off, you know, for the closeout of the season. I would hope it would be a contender. I know, you know, the Lakers have been targeting him. Um, I guess that's really the only one that comes to mind. Um, yeah, the Wizards wouldn't be looking at him. Wizards, Wizards need a guard. But um, who do you think would be a good match to to flip for him? So, oh, if I, what if you were doing DeAndre Ayton for him? Would you do it? Single redraft league, obviously no, no dynasty. It's tough. That's tough. I don't know the the situation with Aiton right now. Is he, is he back? Is he? Is he I rolling? do think he's back. I I know um, Biombo is a big drop candidate right now. I know that. Yeah, he's that's mainly because McGee is back as well. Yeah, I was going to say I knew McGee was back, but that's what I was saying. I didn't know if it says Aiton's probable for Thursday. You know, Aiton's season has just been so inconsistent. You know, mm-hmm. play four games, miss you know six. You know, play. 
you know, six games, missed four, you know, like it's been a bumpy, bumpy season for him. I think the biggest stretch, is it 10 games that he played in a row? Let me see. One, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. He played 12 games in a row. That was his longest streak of the season. That's, that's not good enough for me. Like Miles Turner was, you know, playing like one of the better big men in the league, you know, before going down, but and it may just be because he's playing on a bad Pacers team. Uh, but regardless, like he, he can do a lot. Like he's a, he's a multi-dimensional player. He's got a lot of layers to his game. Uh, someone that I would, I would love to have. And I just think his situation could be so much better, you know, once off the Pacers and once fully healthy. So, you know, even if I found out like, oh, he's going to miss you know, like another week and a half or two weeks on top of what I would have expected, but he's on a new team. I'm all in. I, I, I'd be feeling really good. That's assuming obviously like he's going to a better team. I, I can't imagine. Yes. I can't imagine that's not going to be the situation. The teams targeting him aren't going to be, you know, I don't, it's not like the Pistons. I don't think are targeting, you know, Miles. No. Turner, so. right. <laughs> all right. Next up here. And I think, nope, we got a couple more. Next up, we've got Jamal Murray, who believe it or not is rumored to be close to a return. Now, let's say he's not, and just for like dynasty format, uh, I'm assuming he would be someone that you'd be ready to jump on, just not even including this year, just saying, you know, in like a dynasty format, you know, targeting him in the offseason. I'm assuming you'd be on, on board with that. Oh, yeah. Um, it seems like so long ago that we were getting those Jamal Murray um, oh. bubble highlights, those crazy oh. games he was just oh. dumping in. So, he- I, yeah, I mean, I'd be all over it. Yeah, he was averaging uh, 38 fantasy points uh, two seasons ago and the season before that, 35. So it's been a consistent run, his his progression. He's definitely somebody that I, I want to target. And dynasty formats, I'm willing to give up whatever. An aging yeah. anything, a, aging anyone in a draft pick, like I'm all in. Uh, that that type of production is going to be, you know, like top 25, top 40 in fantasy. Uh, and we're still with his youth. I mean, yeah, he didn't play this year, but, you know, he did save uh, save himself a lot of miles this season. And I feel like mm-hmm. when he does get back, he's going to be fresh. Um, and yeah, he's, he's been he's been doing rehab six days a week. He's uh, just starting on full contact. So I don't know. I mean, I I mean, he could very well be a playoff uh, steal. I don't think he will be back for the regular season for like our fantasy teams, but I do think that he could be a playoff steal. Uh, I say you got to go pick him up first off. Like if he's available, I do want to stash him on my injury list, which was which was nice for me actually because I had Michael Porter Jr. on my injury list. Oh just, yeah, you know, kind of kind of hoping and praying, you know. And then they gave him the uh, the OFS um, designation. They shut him down for the season, so I just I literally just swapped him right out. I just swapped Michael Porter Jr. for Jamal Murray. I was like, all right, well, one tentative nugget for the other. I'll, I'll take it. I don't, you know, I, I don't mind too much. But honestly, though, like I would, like I'm telling you to either go out and add him, go out and trade for him. But I, I can't tell you what to trade for him because he hasn't done anything at all this season. You know, you're going to know your team much better. It's hard to just throw like a random name out there, like, oh yeah, you know, toss this guy. You know, hey, Kemba Walker, no problem. He's gone. He's yours. You know what I mean? Like, it's easy to say, but. You know, other teams, it's going to depend on how deep their league is, how deep their roster is. And, you know, there are some guys, I guess, like that. I would just feel like, oh, yeah, sure. You know, any Knicks guard, like we mentioned, feel free. But obviously, you know, other trade partners probably not going to pull that trigger. Yeah, and I'm sure that owners, you know, there's probably a wide variety of how different owners feel about him. Some Mm -hmm. might value him a lot more than others. Um, So you're just going to have to test the water, throw some – throw some offers out and see if you can get anything to stick. Yeah, absolutely. But I do think he's, he's worth the, uh, the research and the time that you could be uh, spending on that. So definitely get, uh, get your hands dirty, go get yourself some Jamal Murray one way or the other. 
All right, lastly up here, Nick's guard. <laughs> We've been referring to them uh, quite a bit so far. <laughs> De- Derek Rose does look like he is going to be returning after the break. Uh, should be coming back, uh, I believe, at the back end of this month, maybe on the 25th. I don't know, back end of the month, after the All-Star break. So he's going to be coming back. I feel like this is a big sell opportunity, you know, especially if we see the Knicks move a guard at the deadline. Like if they don't move, like you know, if they don't move quickly, if they don't move Burks, if they don't move Kemba, and Derrick Rose comes back, like he's going to have very little offer, in my opinion. But I feel like the 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 play here is as, as soon as the Knicks do make a move, getting rid of one of those guards, which I I would assume. Would you agree that you know one of these guys yeah. has got to be on the move, right? So when that happens, click, 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 get those trade offers out there and start trying to sell Derrick Rose because, you know, some people might be, you know, a little more anxious for his return. You know, he's definitely got some Chicago stands. I'm, I was definitely one of them, you know, before he wasn't playing up to his $90 million a year contract. So there's oh, definitely yeah. going to be some people out there that will have some interest in him. Um, what to give? Again, I don't, I, like, I don't, I don't know. Where, where, where's your head at with, with Derrick Rose? Yeah, I mean, if you can play play up his value any way you can, you got to right now. It's kind of putting like lipstick on a pig, um, <laughs> yeah, just because he's yeah. coming back from injury. The, this back, uh, this the guards for the Knicks have literally become a punchline to every joke. Uh, they're just bad. Uh, their rotation's bad, but I think you're mm-hmm. right. One of them's going to be gone. Um, I don't know which one it is. I don't know how Tibbs really values them. I think Derrick Rose is obviously the safest. Um, right of them all you could even see Fournier moved um they have cam reddish they 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 traded away a first they traded away a first round pick for cam reddish like they want to get him minutes but you know you've got Quentin Grimes blocking up the lineup you've got Evan Fournier Emmanuel quickly Alec Burks Kemba gonna have Derek Rose back like someone has to get moved and recent fuck Quentin Grimes playing like 23 minutes 18 minutes 30 minutes in his last three games absolutely crazy I mean, yeah, they're getting production out of them, but what are the Knicks doing? You know what I mean? Like, how do you think Tibbs picks like who who he likes at that given moment? I don't it, know. There is no rhyme or reason when you're looking at it. It's so weird because T- Tibbs has never been this depth guy. Like, yeah, you, you've mm-hmm. always been able to find you know the guy playing behind Derrick Rose in Chicago. That was always a theme, right? You know, yeah. uh, CJ C- C- Watson. Um, John Lucas, Nate Robinson. John Lucas. Oh my God. Forgot about John Lucas the third. (laughs) Yeah. Nate Robinson had a minute there too. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Like that was kind of always a narrative for them. But you come over to the the Knicks and he's like, nah, I'm going to let every single guard an opportunity to play. (laughs) Like, what? What? (laughs) Like, and you're just like, you know, Cam Reddish can't even get minutes at small forward. You know, you still got RJ Barrett locking up a big part of the lineup. You got Obi Toppin that doesn't get a ton of minutes. You know, Nerlens Noel. He's, you know, I, I don't know. It's it's a really funky lineup. Knicks. They were definitely more exciting last year. Like when you know, when oh, they were yeah. just like constantly covering the spread. Julius Randle was being a monster. The Knicks aren't as fun this season. That's I all think I can that's say about them. That's a bit of where the root of the problem comes from, though, is you had Julius Randle really giving it his all last year, um, mm-hmm. and it kind of uplifted everyone around him, and he got paid. Um, so now maybe maybe that has a little bit to do with it. I don't know. His points have dropped six points per game. So he literally went right back to 2019, mm-hmm. you know, Julius Randle. He, he turned the bus right around. Fraud. I mean, I don't know. That's, that's a little harsh. <laughs> say. 
calling him a fraud's a little harsh. Let's let's hope he bounce back next year. But going from twenty four points a game to eighteen, that's going to play a role. You know, like especially when you're losing these close games, when you're giving up leads in the fourth quarter. You know, losing the last four minutes of the game, regardless of whatever the score is. You know, like that's just been the team who that's just been who they are as a team this season. So. All right, we are going to be jumping into our waiver wire conversation, some trending ads and drops. But before we do, let's hit a quick word from the sponsors. Are you ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, sports from the NFL. NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, and of course, college football. WinBet has some brand new bonuses. Check out the bet $5 to win 400 in free bets. Also, you can win a VIP trip to Shaq's Funhouse in Los Angeles. Bet $20 on WinBet's Build Your Own Bet feature and earn a chance to win a once-in-a-lifetime experience for the big game. You and three guests will receive a VIP experience at Shaq's Funhouse, two nights at Win Las Vegas, a $5,000 free bet at Win Las Vegas Sportsbook, and a $5,000 travel credit. You can't beat it. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Are you ready to play? Sign up today and receive a special offer, risk-free, $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. You can always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors, just like yourself. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. If you're not using PropSwap, then you're missing out. Okay, and we're back. Going to be jumping into some week 16 waiver wire options, some trending ads and drops. First up, Isaiah Jackson of the Indianapolis Pacers. Steve, are you all in? We've got uh, Miles Turner missing time. We've got DeMontis Sabana still out, out of the lineup. Uh, no Goga Batadze. I feel like this is a pretty easy one here. Yeah, you got to add them here. Um, they're so banged up, and those guys, it's not like all. Th- all of those guys are going to be coming back at once either. Mm-hmm. So um, I think he's going to get some minutes. First round draft pick for them. Um, they, they want to see what he got. And this is a good time to examine that when, you know, you got injuries, you can give him a pretty good run. And la- his last game, he made the most of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 49 fantasy points, 26, 10, um, one steal in two blocks, one, just one turnover or just, I'm sorry, zero turnovers. That one was a double-double. Very solid. Uh, 70, what is that? No, 80 points total in his last uh, in his last two games. Uh, 31.7 the game before that, 12-6, 1-1, and three blocks. 32.8 the game before that, 24-6. Or I'm sorry, 24 was the minute. Six free throws made, 17 points, four rebounds, and two assists. Yeah, the guy's been just going absolutely off. Uh, I mean, I don't know how long it's going to last here. Obviously, we've got some guys coming back. We're going to need to see if Sabanis and uh, Miles Turner are going to be, you know, still with the Pacers. So he's an interesting ad just because he could wind up being something bigger than what he's been, you know, the entire season. So 
he's a slam dunk for from both of us and definitely a must hold until yeah until we get through the trade deadline so you just get a you know a sense of what the pacers are going to look like a month from now all right next up we got uh, alec burks of the new york knicks burks kemba walker they've been going back and forth on production uh burks had the nod in the last game 26 minutes 21 points five rebounds four assists and a steal uh, is he going to con- hold continue to hold this lead, Steve? Is is he going to be the guy uh, tonight versus uh, versus Memphis? I it's it's tough for me. Um, I do think he's probably right now on the roster with who's healthy. Mm-hmm. He's probably the top guard option, wouldn't you say? I that's how I feel. But Kemba Walker is a starter. Evan Fournier starts at the two and RJ Barrett starts at the three, all positions that Alec Burks can play. So like he holds value just because of his use, uh, his usage, like they can throw him in at three different positions. RJ Barrett two. you know, you can throw him in at at the two and the three. And maybe if you want to play a small lineup and throw him in at the four, don't recommend it, Tom, but you know, do your thing. Um, And just as, especially just with how many guards they have. You know, they sometimes have to do that, but I would still personally like to get more usage out of Toppin, Nerlens Noel, get Cam Reddish some more minutes because Cam Reddish is a guy that can play the two, the three, and the four spot. So, yeah, I think Alec Burks is better than Kemba. I think he's better than Evan Fournier, but I don't coach the Knicks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'd like to see him getting more time. He's only 37% rostered. Twenty six minutes in his last game off, and it was, that was off the bench. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I, it's hard for me to tell people to say, "Hey, yeah, 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 go pick up Alec Burks." Yeah, easy, easy money. I, I gotta say no. I mean, I, it, it's just gonna be a one, one night thing, you know, a one night show, and then it's gonna go back down the next game. You know, before this game, he didn't have his last ten games. I don't think he went over twenty points. You know, I feel like it was just kind of you know some spotty production. One, two, three. Uh, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games. He didn't score over twenty points or record over. Nah, I guess that was more recently. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. In his last eight games, he hasn't recorded over five assists or five rebounds. So you know those you know multiple layers of his game where he was getting you know over five assists, over five rebounds. Like he needs those minutes. Like he needs to be on the floor to hit those numbers. And that's what I'm interested in. Kemba Walker doesn't offer that. Uh, so I, I got to pass on Alec Burks, honestly, but he is a big ad right now on Yahoo platforms. Yeah, I, I do agree. I think maybe if you're trying to use up all your weekly ads, eh, throw one at Alec Burks. Yeah, it's tough, though, when you're playing in leagues where you only have five. Oh, my Lord. Oh, yeah. That's tough. All right, next up here, we've got uh, Davion Mitchell of the Sacramento Kings. Uh, been filling in well, I believe. Tyrese Halliburton's been missing time. Darren Fox has been missing time. Uh, where are you at with Davion Mitchell, Steve? If those guys are out, I want everything to do with him. He's seeing, you know, mid-30s minutes. Um, mm-hmm. And even even when those guys come back, I, I think that it won't drop as much um, now because he's really been playing very, very well for them. Um, yeah. I'm and, sorry, and it, was Ter- it was Terrence Davis. Tyrese Halliburton missed a couple of games a couple of weeks ago, yeah. but it was it was Terrence Davis I was thinking of. Yeah, and I think uh, we've been talking about trades. The Kings roster could, you know, could look different come mm-hmm. come the deadline. So, uh, yeah, I, I want everything to do with Davion Mitchell right now. Been playing very well in a lot of minutes, over thirty minutes in his last four games, and he's only thirty four percent rostered on Yahoo platform. So there should be a lot of opportunity here. He's had over or has had at least five assists 
uh, in his last three games, six, five, and six in his last three. And he's over 15 in his uh, last three straight games as well. 18, 15, 20, he's looking pretty good. Turnovers are pretty low. Three turnovers total across those three games. So I like what I'm seeing here, but the minutes got to stay there. Darren Fox could be back here. He has missed the last, was it two? He's missed the last five games. And if there's somebody getting moved off of this team, I would assume it'd be uh, potentially Darren Fox or Marvin Bagley. Those would be the big names. I mean, I'm sure they'd like to move Harrison Barnes, but, you know, who wants Harrison Barnes? You know, who's really out there trying to shop around for for HB? You know, I, I don't know. You don't think Buddy Heald? Uh, I guess. Buddy Heald's been there a while, you know. I, I feel like, you know, if there's somebody that would want to be around to, like, see it, like, actually come to fruition, it would be him. But, yeah, I mean, it's all, he could also just have that sour of a taste in his mouth, like, this place sucks, get me the hell out of here. Um, I would say Buddy Heald over Harrison Barnes. But, like I said, I don't know who's trying to get Harrison Barnes. I'm sure some teams, maybe, like, you know, the Lakers could, use, <clears throat> could probably use Buddy Heald. They could use another scorer. Um, if I were them, I would probably want a guy like Terrence Ross, you know, someone with a little bit more length to him. Um, and just more just, you know, well-rounded game. You can play multiple positions, Buddy Heald's predominantly been a bench player, you know, predominantly been a six man. So I don't know. I'd like to see Darren Fox on a new team. Uh, that would definitely open up a lot more opportunity for, uh, Davion Mitchell. They keep playing all these high minutes and bringing it home for us in fantasy. Uh, like I said, 34% rostered on Yahoo platforms, up 14% across the last day. So your time is limited. Go get on him quickly. All right, next up, we've got uh, Gabe Vincent of the Miami Heat, who has just been an absolute thorn in my side because he's been eating up all the Kyle Lowry minutes. Kyle Lowry, I I don't know what personal issue, issues he's going through, but my goodness, he like he is missing some time for me. And he was he was just racking up so many assists. Racking up so much, so many minutes, collecting all the you know points and rebounds that came along with that. Gabe Vincent's been solid, but in his last game he only had 25 minutes, three points, two rebounds, and two assists. Uh, has he fallen off the peak, Steve? For me, he has. I, I do think. I mean, we don't know what's going on, obviously, with Kyle Lowry. Um, I would think he's going to be back here fairly soon. Um, so, I, and I've been wrong about Gabe Vincent before. I thought about three weeks ago when Gabe mm-hmm. Vincent was getting a lot of time and making the most of it. I thought, I was like, okay, maybe there's a new piece that they got. And then he quickly fell off. Um, I, I don't know how the Heat have been doing it all year. Seems like they constantly have a guy go down with injury. Then these backups kind of fill in. Um, obviously, hold their shit own. On them. And then and they then, shit on them. Exactly. Mayor Yurtsevin. Yep. Garbage. The Heat. Garbage. Sorry. Their bigger name or, you know, the guy who was originally starting comes back and then, yeah, they kind of cut him off right at the legs and say, yeah, we're going to give you no more minutes. Yeah, and, and they also, you know, refuse to start Tyler Hero. Like, you come off the bench, son. Yeah, they got to get yeah. some hardware uh, for the team this year. Yeah, they're, they're trying. They're trying. They're, they've been uh, crawling along. And, yeah, it's definitely been a next man up uh, sort of scenario. Um, we're going to be, well, let's just jump right to him. Max Struess is on the list here. Max Struess has had quite a bit of minute inc- a minute uh, production increase, 33 and 41 uh, minutes his last two games here. Uh, is he someone that you'd be looking at? He's 15% rostered. We know we talked about him a little bit last week, the Max Struess versus Duncan Robinson. Yeah, it, it's tough for me um, just because he really c- hasn't done much with consistency. Um, mm-hmm. Jimmy's back. Um, I think they're going to start getting to full health relatively soon here. Um, 
So I, I'm I'm not super crazy about Max Struess right now. It's really tough for me because he he still had decent minutes when Kyle Lowry was there. You know, you would assume like with um, with Lowry coming back here soon that you know it'd be Gabe Vincent and maybe Struess getting less minutes. But apparently Kyle Guy has been getting minutes as well. So you know they're saying like you know oh those are going to be the two losers you know from Lowry coming back. But uh, yeah, I feel like Struess could be uh, taking a hit from that as well. They just don't have a lot of players to play behind Butler, and at some point, you know, the dude's got to take a rest. He's got to get down there. And Duncan Robinson, who we were comparing these two, they're like almost identical to each other. Um, Duncan Robinson was looking great this last week. He he had like 25, 25, and 16, and then the next three games were 0, 6, and 5. Like, what? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, where did that come from? You know, Struess's last three games, he's 9, 27, and 11 on points. And the 11 points came on 26 minutes. The 27 points came on 41. Nine points came on 33. It's not so great, but, you know, he's, he's been getting that steady uh, time on the floor. So, uh, you know, our advice last week was, is, you know, sell on the on the Robinson side. And if you have, you know, both of these players or if you just still want Robinson style type of stats to go get Max Struess, which, you know, in a deeper league, you know, maybe not your traditional 10 team nine cat. I think that Struess could hold some value, uh, especially in points based, but it's going to trend up and down. It's very similar to, to Robinson, who I think we both agreed last week would be a, a sell option. Yep. All right. Next up we've got is uh, Guillermo Hernan Gomez of the New Orleans <laughs> Pelicans. Absolutely love the Hernan Gomez brothers. You know, Hernan Gomez was getting a little bit more production with, uh, I believe it was, uh, was it Valencia Yunus was out? Yeah, Valencia Yunus was out. Yeah, so Gomez. he was out. And, yeah, he was getting a, a little bit of a bump there in minutes coming back from, uh, I'm not sure if it was injury or COVID. We had 30, 32, and 30 minutes, and you know production was pretty solid. 50 fantasy points, 61 fantasy points, 23. You know, with uh, Valencia Yunus back, you know, he's down to 16 minutes a game, but you know they seem committed to that 16 minutes. And honestly, I'm not, I'm not really hating the production that he's getting in 16 minutes of time. Is, do you think he's still worth the hold, or should we uh, be looking to drop him with uh, the return of Sir Jonas? I, I think he's going to be more on the drop list for me. Maybe I'd have him on a watch list right now. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just think Jackson Hayes probably gets relegated to that backup role, and Hernan okay. Gomez could see himself out of some minutes. Um, so, yeah, maybe right now I, I'm leaning more drop here. Um, but if, if you see that number you know increase 16 minutes a game, you start seeing it 20s, uh, even to mid-20s, then, yeah. Uh, you'd be all over it because you like what he could put in. Um, he, he'd really have double doubles these past couple of games if he would have shot the ball better. Um, mm-hmm. But sometimes he's a little inefficient shooting. So yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely, absolutely. In those games where he was getting those minutes, he finished with twenty nine points, eighteen and fourteen in those three games, playing over thirty minutes a game. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree with you. The the you know, the shots can be a little bit iffy. Which 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 do you prefer here? We got RotoWire saying it's Willie. Hernan Gomez, and he got Yahoo Sports saying it's Guillermo. So I, I have heard Willie, um, but then when I was like checking the show sheet, I was like, ah, oh, I don't know. I like Guillermo yeah. also, though. I like. I think I kind of like Guillermo. It's whale's vagina in <laughs> Hernan Gomez. If that was a language, I don't know. I was like, where does where does that come from? I guess Guillermo and Willie are uh, like you know similar. They're like you know like Guillermo is also Dick. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. All right, let's move over to the drop side drop side of the waiver wire. We're looking at some trending drop options, but before we do, just another quick word from the sponsors. 
This episode is brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. You can cash out for gift cards when your bets hit and even help raise money for charity along the way. Brand new company looking to grow their early adopter community. Slick app and fun to use. Very easy. One of the reasons we love it is they also offer prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, you can get in on some prop bets on Better Fantasy. Check them out today at betterfantasy.com backslash SGPN. That's B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com backslash SGPN. All right, and we're back. We're going to be touching on some trending drops in fantasy basketball. First man up, we talked about him a little bit. Bismack Biombo of the uh, Phoenix Suns was looking very good. Production was solid for, I want to say, like, is that eight games? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven games. He had over 20 plus minutes. Uh, was looking really good. Very consistent contributor. Hit over uh hit over 10 rebounds in five of those games. Wow. Double digits in six of them. Uh, absolutely amazing production. But back to the bench, Steve. Is this it for Biombo? Yeah. Uh, they signed him for the rest of the season. I I mean, hey, damn it, Biombo. I was talking to you up last week. And saying you got to add him. Um, but we knew with McGee and with Aiton missing some time um, mm-hmm. that Biombo was really in minutes uh, just then, and that would soon disappear. Um, mm-hmm. They added him for depth. And if we, I mean, earlier we said Aiton's only played um, his most, his 12 games in a row. So right. if, if something were to happen there, then Biombo's right back in the mix because. They've signed him for the rest of the year. They're just going to keep him around to be a body. Um, mm-hmm. I, even last year, going into the playoffs for them, they were kind of um, short with for bigs. Um, yep. So Biombo is just kind of going to be a body, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I the reason why I like holding him. I mean, again, this the situation needs to be like very good. You know what I mean? Like it, you have mm-hmm. to be in a perfect situation to be holding a guy who is literally going to be doing nothing. If you can, I, I think it's going to be a good a good play in the playoffs, fantasy playoffs. Yeah. Jay Crowder missing a ton of time. Cameron Johnson, he missed some time. Jalen Smith, he was kind of filling in and out. Now they've got Biombo. They've got McGee. You know, they've got a lot of and, and of course Aiton. They've got a lot of depth at the at this position. But like you said, like these guys have been in and out of the lineup. Aiton, uh, even McGee uh has, has missed some time as well. So I don't know. Like I feel like he could be the guy that I wind up dropping and then, you know, in three weeks I'm just like kicking myself. Like um, mm-hmm. Similar player to like that was uh, Herbert Jones. You know, I dropped him after he took a just a little dip dip in production. You know, I needed you know to, to stay alive. I was in the heat of the season. You know, in the dog days. You know, trying to build my way up to the top of the standings. You know, he just wasn't a guy that was doing enough for me to just like keep him on there all the time. Now he's just got a, such a steady role. He's always putting out production. You know, I, I feel like it's going to be another one of those situations where I'm you know biting my knuckles here in a couple a uh, couple of weeks. I could see it. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll hope uh, hope not. All right, next one up here, big drop. Justice Winslow, that was fast. Twenty three minutes, twenty six minutes, twenty five minutes was filling in for some time. Uh, what was it on the thirty first? Just sixteen minutes. I I mean I feel like there's not much else other to say than he just plummeted. <laughs> yeah, and I I don't even think that was with uh, Batum even back in the lineup. I think he was still out for that game. So with him back, I think that only means, you know, Winslow's not going to see those minutes anytime soon. Yeah, I, I didn't understand it. I, I mean, I know Zubats has been dealing with injury. Batum, obviously Paul George has, has been out. 
Um, maybe it was it Hartenstein that was also. No, it wasn't him. I was, I was thinking there's somebody else that they were missing, but Marcus I don't know what Morris, happened. I believe, was ah, missing Marcus some time Morris. too. Okay, Marcus Morris. Well, they all look healthy now. Every everyone looks ready, ready and available. So yeah, if you still have Justin Swinslow on your roster, you got to dump him. I picked him up after his Charlotte performance. It was a dud. You know, I'm doing just fine. You know, I got in, in the heat of a matchup here. You know, it's not over yet. I'm losing, but you know, I'm, I'm right there with it. Of course, the other guy is scoring like you know the most points in the league this week. And that's just how it goes. But, uh, last week that happened. We, me and the other guy were in a top matchup, and I wound up coming back. So hopefully I can pull off the same thing. All right. Next up here, we've got Luke Kennard of the Clippers. He also had a really bad game up against uh, Indianapolis. Only 16 minutes, two points, a rebound, and two assists. Uh, I feel like the situation isn't as similar, though, as Justice Winslow. Justice Winslow. Are you ready to drop a uh, Kennard? No, I, I'm not ready to drop him just yet. Um, I, I do think that he has an ability to crack the starting lineup for them at some point, um, but consistency has been brutal for mm-hmm. him um, when, he's been, when he's even been playing. Um, right. I know we talked about him a little bit last week, but he's still one of those guys that I don't think you can fully trust um, mm-hmm. because he could – very well set a dud for you um, back-to-back nights. And, you know, if you're starting him, kind of feels like you're going in with some blind confidence. So right. I, I, I'm not dropping him right now. I think he has the potential to expand on, obviously, 16 minutes that he saw in the last game, whereas Winslow, I don't think you're going to see him get getting any more minutes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Kennard definitely still has a very healthy role there. Uh, I do think that we'll see more minutes from him. Uh, coming up here, but he doesn't have a game until the 3rd. That may have been another reason why he was dropped. They didn't have a game from the 31st through the 3rd of February. If you're scratching and eating for those starts, you know, he may have been a start casualty. Uh, But I think he's going to be just fine. You know, since that big game up against Washington where he had 50 fantasy points, had a four-point play to win the game, uh, going off for 25-8-6, and you know, that was like the top, right? Like, you know, high-end Luke Kennard, top drawer Luke Kennard. But since then, other than the last game, you know, if we, if we take out that bad game up against the Pacers, you know, 27 and a half, 40.7, 33 points. Like those, those are pretty good starts. And I feel like that's what we're going to, you know, continue to see more out of him is like you're going to see those 25 to 35 nights with regularity. And every so often, he's going to give you a nice little, uh, nice little bonus for hanging on to him, you know, those 40, uh, 40 plus fantasy point nights. All right, next up here, another New York Knicks, Knicks guard, Kemba Walker. We talked about adding Alec Burks. Are we dropping Kemba Walker, again, with their, their tiff with the minutes? He stinks. I don't want any, I don't want any part of him. Yeah, he, I, I mean, like, he, when he's on the floor, it's either really, really bad or at best average. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen him. It's, he's had a career low in assists this year. He's not chipping in what you'd want from him there. Um, right. so he, I think he's about tied for his career low on points per game. I, I don't, I don't know what we're doing here with him. It kind of seems like those injuries kind of turned on him quick. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with him. I, I, I mentioned on our last show, I added Kemba Walker and Alec Burks just to see what would happen. I wound up dropping both of them. I couldn't even hang on to both of them. You know, Burks did go off for that one game. I missed out on his, uh, or in his last game, I should say, I missed out on those points, but. 
I didn't lose an ounce of sleep over it. I'll tell you that much right now. Like, I, I, if anything, I feel better about just having the availability to throw in some trending pieces, you know, some guys that are looking good for the next couple of starts, you know, with some people out of, their, out of the lineup. So, yeah, good riddance to Kemba Walker. Stay off my fantasy team. You know, across his last 10 or 11 games, the highest he's produced fantasy-wise is 32 fantasy points, and he only has one other game through that stretch over 20. So it's not worth it. You can find that production on the waiver wire, uh, on and off the waiver wire every week, every single week. All right, next up here we have uh, Chris Boucher of the Toronto Raptors declining in production his last four games, failing to go over 20 fantasy points. Uh, the minutes are going down. Uh, what's your opinion on Boucher right now, Steve? I mean, this these past couple of games have been absolutely brutal for him. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I still have some faith in him. Um, Obviously, we've seen his minutes really, really decline because he hasn't been doing much with those. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if I'm dropping him just yet. Um, kind of would depend on how your team's structured. Um, if you were right. counting on him to play a big role, then, yeah, obviously you're going to have to move on and try and find someone. Um, but I, I do think he will probably turn it around, in my opinion. Yeah, it's just really tough to hold these uh these points. I mean, they're they're killing lineups. 7.4, 18.9, 8.6. That's that's tough to live with, man. If you can't get over 5 points and over 5 rebounds, you know what I mean? Like I feel like he is a drop candidate until he gives you a reason not to. You know, the minutes just aren't there. A player that's 74% rostered on Yahoo platforms I expect to be getting over 25 minutes a game. You know what I mean? Like I expect mm-hmm. that to be, you know, a reliable source of production and it just hasn't been there. I mean, I, I've, I've ridden the highs and lows with him in years past, but I've always kind of had that belief like, Oh, you know, he's going to continue to get better. He's going to earn his spot in, in this lineup, but it's all about Scotty Barnes right now. Like, like it's, it's a Scotty Barnes and Pascal Siakam show, you know, OG on and has been missing some games, but you know, Chris Boucher hasn't, and he's still not getting that that extra a uh, little bit of production. You know what I mean? Like they're still rolling without Ananobi. So it's a very interesting situation. I gotta I say to either sell if you can get him off your team. You know, if, if he's if you're so committed to him that you can't drop him, then you got to try and trade him. You know, at the deadline here, um, you know, nine points a game, five point eight rebounds a game this season. It's not terrible, but it's not booming. It's not booming. All right, just a couple left here. Uh, we got Maxi Kleber of the Dallas Mavericks. What do you think about Maxi, Steve? Uh, I'm going to hold on to him for right now. I think Porzingis mm-hmm. has missed some time, knee injury. Um, I, yep. Do you know if it is it the same knee that he had worked on, on I believe, it was last year? Uh, I'm not sure. I do not know, but I don't um, know if it really matters. It's just kind of who yeah. he is. He yeah, just I, just I, I do. Exactly. I do agree with that. And I think if he's, you know, going to miss time down the stretch, I like Cleaver. He was also ejected not that long ago either. He's just someone that just, you know, just collects the paycheck and, you know, gets some rebounds and blocks and occasional basket here and there. I don't know what the deal is with Porzingis, if he's ever, if he's ever going to find that uh, safe and healthy narrative, you know, if he's always going to stay on the court or not. But Maxi Cleaver, he's going to be cleaning up those minutes. Uh, definitely more upside for Cleaver going forward. Dwight Powell. I'm not sure why everyone's dropping Maxi Kleber on the Yahoo platform. It says minus 2% in the last day. He's only 20% rostered. He's on my roster. He's on Team Cosmo, that's for sure. Uh, he didn't really do anything, or do much, I should say. He didn't do anything. He didn't do much in his last game. 27 minutes, 6 points, 5 rebounds, just a block, had 2 turnovers. But I don't know. I think better production's coming. When he is you know, getting a lot of minutes, he does a little bit of everything. He gets some assists. He gets rebounds. He gets points. Just none of them with like you know a high excellence, you know, just no, nothing like over the top. 
Uh, very balanced player. Shoots a good three ball. Yeah. Go go get him. Definitely definitely worth an ad. Not a drop. I, yeah, I, I still don't get that. All right, next up and last up is Dennis Schroeder of the Boston Celtics. I think he's been on our drop side for a while now, Steve. I think this is like yes, he has. Another the second or third episode in a row where he's just like, "Hey, are we are we done with him yet?" Like, <laughs> he's, I think he's worked his way down from like eighty two percent rostered. He's still at sixty two. So his last couple of games here has not gone over twenty minutes. Seventeen, sixteen, fifteen, and sixteen. The fantasy points have been pretty similar. Twelve point nine, two point two up against up. Against the Pelicans, come on, do better, son. 13.1 up against Atlanta, 11.8 up against Sac- Sacramento, and 16.9 before that up against Washington. It's been brutal. It's been brutal, man. Are you ready to finally drop him? Yeah, I, th- I think you can. His minutes have almost been completely cut um, from him. I think he's got to go down as one of the biggest blunders of recent memory in regards to the contract he turned down from the Lakers and he's been trying to get you'd think after you just signed a one year five million you'd be given every ounce of effort you got to try and get yourself back on track and it doesn't look like he's doing that I could see if the Celtics we there we we thought there was a time when they were kind of we didn't know what they were going to be they looked kind of rough Mm -hmm. I could understand if he was having this season then but I think I think the Celtics have kind of turned it around um playing better basketball at least and he's nowhere to be found what do you think about moving dennis schroeder anywhere in particular you'd like to see him land i i don't know because you know last week that's really what i was saying um Mm -hmm. trade him somewhere but i i don't know who would be a fit for him at really in this that i could think of i like cleveland right now they're missing Darius Garland. I don't know how long he's going to be out for, but they've already, you know, they've already missed Rubio. He's out for the season. Colin Sexton's out for the season. They're actually uh, shut down both of those two. You know, they're, they're I think tonight they're starting C.D. Osman at the point guard position. Like that's what I'm like. What? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I feel like Dennis Schroeder. He could play minutes behind Garland or fill in and play it long. <clears throat> fill in. You know, when Garland's out, healthy alongside Rondo. You know, I feel like that would be a good tandem there. Um, yeah, I Washington. think if he's getting moved anywhere, it's definitely for depth also. Yeah, Not I mean, but he's, he, he's got a very movable contract. You know what I mean? So if oh, there's yeah, a team, five mil. Yeah, exactly. Like, what, what the hell? It's, that's, that's peanuts in the NBA. You know what I mean? Like, if it was 10 mil, it wouldn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this guy's got 10 mil. Like, chopped liver. Like, w- what do you want? You know, we got, we got a bag of balls. Or we got an equipment <laughs> assistant. Like, what, what, do you, what do you need? An intern? You know, like. Can we pay you in Dogecoin? You know what I mean? Like the, <laughs> they'll get it done for sure. Um, I mean, the guard position is pretty available in most of the league. Um, you know, Denver, I think, would be a nice little one-year hiatus until M- Jamal Murray comes back. Um, if he comes back, you know, I think that would that would be decent as well. Um, but it's tough because, yeah, I mean, around the league, everyone's pretty well set at the guard position. Uh, only if only a few teams are really uh really hurting for somebody like that. All right. Well, that is all of the players that we have, and those were all of our trending ad and drops on the waiver wire. This was episode four of the fantasy basketball podcast hosted by the sports gambling podcast network. Take care. Be well, be good. Steve, do you have anything to add before we go? Uh, check us out on Twitter at Steven Hammond. Yep. Yes, sir. You can also find me at T I T T H J B and the S G P N sports gambling podcast network at gambling podcast on Twitter. 
Take care, be well, be good. And if can't be good, be good at it. We'll see you.